0: Dead men tell no tales.
1: Fifteen men on a dead man's chest. Yo-ho-ho and a bottle of rum. Drink and the devil had done for the rest. Yo-ho-ho and a bottle of rum. What will we do with a drunken sailor? What will we do with a drunken sailor? What will we do with a drunken sailor and a light in the (laughs) The ship with black sails that's crewed by the damned. Welcome aboard the Black Pearl. Welcome to the Black Pearl Show, a Pirates of the Caribbean Minute podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and plunder the Pirates of the Caribbean films one blimey minute at a time. I'm Scott Artist from scottartis.com. You almost <laughs> jumped in there. I did How dare because you? you paused. That's because my watch <laughs> clicked the chair and it made like this click. <laughs> that was my Easter egg for the solo movie. Like you hear in the trailers with him clicking the notches. I just clicked that because it comes out this weekend. Yeah.
0: I'm Heather Artist from BlackPearlMinute.com.
1: Thanks for joining us as we... Oh, I completely forgot to redo the the description of what we're going to do with this minute.
0: What does that mean?
1: Because like I was saying, we would put the black spot on it. We would pillage the minute. Oh. Maybe in honor of Han Solo. Thanks for joining us as we blast minute 80 of Dead Man's Chest.
0: Yeah, I don't like blast.
1: Another good Star Wars term. As we uh, Chewbacca minute 80. As I, we- I can't whoops- make
0: his noise.
1: Arr! That's your Chewbacca. <laughs> nice you get out of here. As we... Give Minute 80 a Wookiee beatdown. There we go. A dead man's chest. Something like that.
0: Space pirates.
1: Space pirates. Yeah. Okay. As we space pirates, Minute 80. I have some sad news to report. Sad? Yeah. I'm not sure you can handle it. I don't want to, like, destroy your soul or anything like that. So are you prepared for potentially what's to come here? Sure. Apparently, out in the world, and that's the real world, not our pirate universe here, an anonymous dirty, filthy bilge rat actually didn't like our show. Really? Yeah. A one star iTunes rating. That's sad. The first one. It's like, what the hell? Walk the plank.
0: That's really sad. We were sailing along
1: just fine. All was well. And then, bam, a kick to the Buccaneers. I mean, straight to the Buccaneers. Wow. Somebody just gave us a Buccaneer crunch. That
0: kind of hurts.
1: I knew it would hurt you.
0: Jeez! It's like, dang it! Thought we were good or something. That's we're what hap- kind of good? Mediocre? Uh, we're here. I we were fun.
1: I thought we were on the air. <laughs> <laughs> wow! That's what happens when you ask for ratings. That's Obviously, sad. this person didn't understand how the ratings work, though. One star is not the best, sir or madam.
0: <laughs> That's the lowest.
1: Five stars is the highest. Can't believe we have to write everything down these days. Everything has to have instructions. <laughs> yeah, wow. that was a straight kick to the muskets. Did they say the why they balls. didn't like? No, us? it was just a rating, so it wasn't even a review. No constructive criticism or anything.
0: Well, at least they could have done that, so we know what we're doing wrong.
1: Wrong? How dare you? A obviously. Well, what this, they didn't like. Obviously, this person isn't cultured like us. That's probably what it was. They're like, oh my god, I'm learning things. The history and the energy that Scott brings to the show, how could I not give that a five star? But yeah, one star. Like wow. I said, it must have just been an accident. Now you seem beat down over there. Yeah. I'm sad. You're not sad. taking this in stride, are you? Now look what you've done. You made Heather cry.
0: That's sad. And I'm going
1: to wipe the tears from my cheeks as well. I'll see if I can muster the courage to carry on. No promises. Hopefully. Maybe I was just too energetic. Maybe that was it. Maybe I need to rethink my life, actually. A Pirates of the Caribbean podcast. This is what I'm doing with things.
0: Maybe it was our very first episode, and
1: I put a disclaimer on there for those that went back, saying, <laughs> "Hey,
0: you know, this isn't
1: really how it's gonna go, but hold fast, scallywag." But no, maybe they, they didn't. just
0: don't like pirates.
1: That could be. Then why rated? If you don't like pirates, just don't rate it. I don't it. know. Instead of rethinking my life, maybe I just say, "Firstly, how dare you? How dare you? Really? Yeah. I don't know if I need to say it a third time. I think twice was enough. Secondly." How dare you? <laughs> well, thank you for doing the third one. Okay. It's time for Pirate Word of the Week, and I can only hope this word is fitting of our anonymous reviewer. I hope we levy a beatdown.
0: Well, you should have told me ahead of time.
1: I wanted to I be I really would have found
0: something good.
1: <laughs> now you got something. You know, I'm this just... guy's getting off scot-free, or whatever it would be called. Well, you didn't tell me first. I didn't. I wanted your live reaction of, like, being slapped around. Well, it was... It was like Scarlet came in and slapped Jack Sparrow. And I hope they feel bad about that. They should. Yeah. But.
0: They're a dirty old scoundrel.
1: Our reviews are still up there. So we still have a far, far. And this is why we don't have Yeah, but somebody
0: dropped our average.
1: It still actually averages to five stars. It still does. It hasn't dropped. But other popular shows out there do get one star ratings now and then. It's about, it's about it's like the bulk of the stars, and that's what we want.
0: Yeah, but you give us one star, and you don't tell us why. That's How? kind of annoying.
1: <laughs> I, knew, I mean, come on. I knew this would bother you. That's why I actually... I was debating whether I was going to even bring it up or not. And I go, you know what? This will actually bother Heather, and I might get some interesting reactions Well, to it.
0: if you give somebody one star, you need to give a little feedback... To, so that if they need to improve, they can improve.
1: It's not that we would improve. It's that we could see their criticism and decide if we want to act upon it or not. Well,
0: exactly.
1: Maybe there's something But now we, we, we have
0: nothing to work on.
1: Maybe they want Pirate Word of the Week every day. Maybe the entire show should just be built on Pirate Words of the Week.
0: Well, they should have told us something.
1: They can drop us a line at Can't podcast at blackpearlminute.com.
0: One star somebody and not say a damn thing.
1: There we go. The true Heather is coming out. She even dropped the dam. <laughs> that's rare for her. There you go. I knew that it would just irritate her. Now she's ready to fight somebody down.
0: That's irritate me. Now I def- need a different word of the week.
1: <laughs> Let's cue the elevator music. So you're not really gonna find another pirate. Order.
0: No, it's too much work.
1: Okay. See, that's why we got the one star rating. We couldn't do the extra effort.
0: <laughs> it spent me like it took me like twenty minutes to find this one. So.
1: This was a mild episode, too, because it's not like I did a lot of research on things. Sir or madam, I do a lot of research for the show.
0: Yeah, lots.
1: And that just hurt my heart. (laughs) You can tell how sad I am from the inflection of my (laughs) voice. How much you have damaged me.
0: You do so much work for so little.
1: Exactly. So... Any loyal listeners out there want to combat this scallywag, this buccaneer, this blooming cockroach, feel free to help us out and give us a five-star review. That's five stars. I don't want to get this mixed up. Five stars does us well. Thank you. Helps us in the ratings. Helps us get found.
0: And if you choose to give us one star, give us feedback.
1: There you go. Heather wants some feedback. She doesn't like the drop a star right away. Oh, no,
0: there's nothing. That's like, that's like yellow bellied. I'm sorry.
1: Ooh, she just called you out cowardly. Yeah, there you go.
0: Because you know what? You drop one star, you don't give feedback. How are people supposed to work with that?
1: Exactly. But I have a there's feeling this to kind with. of complaining is somehow that like backfires on shows because the internet. We're talking the wild west of the internet. People hide behind anonymity. Yeah.
0: And you doing that
1: and complaining that much about it could actually backfire. We could see a rash of one stars just for people wanting to hate on us and hear your reaction. It's like that song, the ballad of Billy John or something. That comedy show that guy sings about the old guy. If you haven't heard it, maybe we'll share it somewhere. It's pretty racy, but I made the mistake of A sharing it with my mom, not Yeah I I thought you know what? She'll appreciate this for the message that it sends about the actual internet because it's reality. It is reality, but it was a little too much reality for my mom. So and kind what of did flat. I
0: say when you told when you told me you sent it to your mom?
1: You said that was dumb. Yeah, and it was. But maybe I'll share it on our Facebook group or something. I, like I that. don't know about that. Maybe it's, I don't know.
0: It's not good.
1: Yeah. Anyways, it basically describes an old man. If you haven't heard of this, who decides to film himself playing the guitar sings a song puts it on the internet and then all the youtube comments come in negative youtube comments then it feels beat down he doesn't want to do it his wife steps in and then she becomes a meme on the internet for trying to protect her man so to speak yeah that's what you now cause it's gonna be the the ballad of the black pearl show
0: well you know what yeah, okay
1: whatever pirate word of the week i'm done ahoy there scallywags pirate word of the week in five four Three, two, yarrr! Rope maker. Rope maker? Yeah. Now I'm going to take a wild stab that this isn't about hanging our dear one star reviewer. (laughs)
0: No. Dang it. (laughs) This is actually a member of a vessel crew responsible for making, splicing, and repairing of the vessel rope lines.
1: See? History. You just learned something. And you give a one star for that? Like I said, how dare you? Ropemaker. Ropemaker. Sounds like a plan. Ropemaker. I would usually be more into something, but now I can't get the Ballad of Billy John out of my mind. And so I really don't have any extra comments for Ropemaker, except you did bring up a spot of history, which is good.
0: Yeah, there's not much okay. not much you could comment on Ropemaker. Okay. It's just a...
1: Let me off the hook. Yeah. In the previous minute, James Norrington and Captain Jack Sparrow come to defend our honor. It's nice to have actually swashbuckler friends in situations like these. Jack says to that scallywag reviewer, you took, (laughs) you you made me mess up. (laughs) Laughing over there. You look bloody awful. What are you doing here? (laughs) You know, it's nice that Jack steps in for us. He continues with the utmost professionalism and narrowly avoids an ad hominem attack. You smell funny. (laughs) Thanks, Jack. Appreciate that. Thanks for defending our honor. And then there was some less important stuff because attacking rogue reviewers is our primary importance here. Like Elizabeth Swann listening to an out-of-character Jack and a bit of music accidentally pulled from Andrea Bocelli's latest album. Minute 80 begins with Elizabeth asking Jack, How do we find it? As Norrington looks on with a bit of scrutiny, Jack replies, With this, my compass. The minute ends with Elizabeth answering Jack about what she wants most, to save Will. Jack finishes her thought by finding the chest of Davy Jones. Jack places the compass in her hands and runs off. Like that, dirty, filthy Bill rat. One star just runs off like he's Jack Sparrow, opening a compass in Elizabeth's hands. Out of the picture. I know this is a new week, starting it off at a new low. You can hear the like downtrodden beatdown I have on my voice there. Kinda taking it all Kinda? in stride. But I was hoping that the semi bad taste that was left in my mouth from the previous minute was like sufficiently washed away over the weekend. Yeah. This episode brought to thanks for that. Thanks for prompting me. It's like I forgot what I was doing. (laughs) Well, okay. Washed away. Thanks, Jameson Ranch. Jameson Ranch. (laughs) Now I'm even mumbling it.
0: (laughs) Well, you know that the three glasses of wine you had before you walked in the room here is
1: probably helping you. Exactly. So uh, this episode brought to you by Jameson Ranch (laughs) Winery, by the way. But anyways... I did have some problems with what I thought was this out of place music and dialogue. That's what we talked about last yeah. weekend. Not weekend. Jesus. You know this no wonder we got a one star. This is horrible. There's <laughs> something about it that took me out of the Pirates of the Caribbean swashbuckler experience. That's what was going on last Friday. Yeah. Last week. And alas or a vast. A vast. More appropriate. Mm-hmm. This minute slaps me in the face. Whoopah. <laughs> Not whips me, eh. <laughs>
0: And that's a poor whipping sound.
1: <laughs> on Monday, on Memorial Day of all days, a holiday, thanks. thanks for your service as we give a shout out to the troops. There we go. There you go. I'm thrust right back into some weird direction and music choices. I really am at a bit of a loss as to why this comes up. And mind you, it's part of the same scene we just got stretched a bit into this minute. I mean, that's why. I mean, it's the format of the show. Yeah. That's the way it happens. But what is going on with Jack? Clearly he's been hatched from a pod and the real Jack has been replaced. This isn't Jack. Even Elizabeth is acting differently. Is this like a Body Snatchers Pirates of the Caribbean crossover? That's what I want to know. Because I wasn't aware of it.
0: This is a very serious minute.
1: Is it? It is, but it's weird though. Now I'm not going to relive the calming music that piece that I would expect to accompany a sunrise, you know, with like uh, rabbits playing in a meadow. <laughs> Typical old school cartoon stuff. You know what I'm talking about. Rossini's famous beginning of the William Tell overture.
0: Yes. I only know because you were playing it a little while ago.
1: Yeah. Because I was like... <laughs> I was trying to compare it. But it wasn't like really comparison. But I think it was the mood that sent yeah. me into that. That's what reminded me of it. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah, okay, I'm exaggerating a bit. Sure. But what rubbed me the wrong way, even more so than Jack, was Elizabeth. She gets like this doughy-eyed... Look about her when Jack is telling her about the compass, pointing to what she wants most. Did you see that? She Did you has, notice that? She
0: has kind of a little almost smirk on her face. And she's just kind of, yeah, kind of, yeah. kind of. She yeah.
1: devolves back into this naive little girl yeah. thing. Further than what we actually saw when we first met her on the Dauntless all those
0: Years episodes
1: ago. minutes back. Years for the movie. At least there were... She was, like, a bit informed on the pirate thing, thanks to books and Gibbs, I think. Mm-hmm. But here she forgets everything. Gets the wide-eyed, big-eyed, I'm-buying-whatever-Jack-is-selling look. Not that, like, he is actually lying to her, because he's not. I mean, he's manipulating the situation a bit, getting her to believe the key to saving Will is to find the chest, that kind of thing. But unfortunately, she never heard that the shortest distance between two points is a straight line, Elizabeth. <laughs> Because her reaction just strikes me as so out of character. They're both in this overly calm state as opposed to having a regular conversation. A normal Elizabeth and Jack interaction. All this could take place with normal cadences. A bit of disbelief in their eyes. Something like that. I don't, I don't know. Knowing she has to trust the untrustworthy Jack to yeah. find Will. That's what would work. But the hook, line, and sinker routine that she's pulling here doesn't work for me. Yeah. She really does like get this little girl persona that he's telling everything exactly is true. It's like she doesn't know who he is. It's like her father is almost telling her what's going on here. And even then, I think that she would have more pushback with her father. I don't know if she's just so obsessed with Will at this point and so concerned with him that she's willing to just jump into anything or buy anything. Yeah. But I expect some pushback. At least some... I don't believe this or really what is going on here? Just in, in, in normal voices too. Not this soft, Oh dear Elizabeth, all you have to do is find the chest. <laughs> and, and it's not like in a William Shatner voice. That's not actually what I was going for. Jack, so, so the, the Captain Shatner. Uh,
0: the only way you could do it is in William's. Yes. Not-
1: I've got to, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> what it could have been like not that we need a star trek pirates of the caribbean crossover but that's what i'm saying that's what it could have been something something not just two calm people that are overly calm like patronizing each other or talking to a child thing going on
0: well even norrington is thrown off by this conversation
1: that's exactly it i agree Because Norrington is the only one who breaks up the scene with a bit of honesty here. Yeah. He gives that reaction I was expecting from Elizabeth. She could have done that. And if Norrington needed something to do, besides like being the creepy third wheel standing there behind (laughs) him. And then vomiting, of course. He could have backed her up. He could have been the backup. Yeah. The voice of reason. Like he was trying to be here. Yeah. But she doesn't even give a nod to that.
0: No, nothing at all.
1: Then Jack continues selling until she buys into this thing. If she had a bit of skepticism, that buying into it would have worked. But she has no like skepticism there. Okay, she does in, in her language, in the dialogue, because she does ask, is this true? Yeah. So there is that there. She's kind of verifying it. But the look on her face doesn't show that. It's almost like it really wasn't that skepticism. The dialogue may have been there, but the directing... At that point, just fell through because yeah. Gore should have stepped in and like had them kind of change that up a bit. I don't know; something was off about that.
0: It was it was too serious, but wasn't so serious to make the audience believe that Jack was telling the truth here. But he and not being his normal self.
1: I don't know. So you're saying that it was purposely overdone to make it a schmarmy. Jack thing going on so that the audience knows he's overplaying it and he can't be trusted, but Elizabeth is buying it. So we're in on a secret kind of thing. Yeah. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. Cause possibly, but we are, the problem with that is, is that we already know that he's kind of lying about this. He's the one who got, we saw earlier that he tried to play off that. It wasn't his fault for Jack or I mean for Will getting caught or right. Will having to be aboard the Dutchman. Right. So we get that. I don't know if he needed that for the audience because the audience already knows that Jack is already kind of in it for himself to find the chest. He needs somebody to try and pull this off and that's Elizabeth. Right. And I don't think Jack cares either way if it's to save Will or not. Oh, Jack? I want to get the chest and the key and all that stuff. And if we happen to be able to save Will, which possibly could happen because these two are kind of interlinked and Will's aboard the Dutchman and all that, it could work out in your favor. But that's not my primary point here.
0: Right. Cause he give he well, he gave Will up.
1: Exactly. So Well, he tried to get him back. I mean, I will give Jack a bone for doing a mildly a like a mild attempt to try and get Will back. Yeah. He didn't really force it, but I don't know how much you can do in the face of Davy Jones and the fish crew there. So I don't know. That's just, I I just get a weird vibe from the whole scene. It just seems so out of place from a swashbuckler. And that, when I say that, a Pirates of the Caribbean swashbuckler. Yeah. This seems different to me.
0: Do you find it unnatural that Jack and Elizabeth don't even react when Norrington walks away to go throw up?
1: Well, maybe that backs up why she was ignoring him in the first place. Because she's so enthralled with this story and the idea of saving Will that they're just both blocking him out in a way. Because she doesn't flinch.
0: No, neither one do. you think we'll that do. you'd get like the eyeballs. You'd be like,
1: right? you would do something. you think your eyes would be going back and forth or you'd be like giving uh. Jack the wink or something like you guys would connect eyes and say, yeah, did you just hear this guy, Commodore, former Commodore, just yakking it up yeah. over here? something. Yeah.
0: I find it They'd odd that, that there's no reaction whatsoever. Yeah. Because normal humans would go, you know, Nor- something.
1: <laughs> normal people go... How about we have this conversation a little over to the left Yeah,
0: one. he just goes right behind right. her to go puke this time.
1: Probably the right he, he goes left. He didn't even walk away. Yeah. Let's go the opposite direction of Vomit Joe here. Yeah. yeah, I get that.
0: Now, if you didn't see this movie, you know, this is the only part of this movie you've seen. Okay. Would you think Jack is telling the truth at this po- moment?
1: If this is the only part of the movie I've seen? Yeah. Just this minute.
0: Just this minute.
1: God, that's hard to step back out of that. I might say yes. Okay. I might say yes that he's telling the truth about the compass because of the way he reacts. He like walks away and gets out of the way. Uh Uh-huh. But I don't know if I'd be completely sold on his, on what he's actually telling her. You know, his motives behind it. That I would still be unknown. But I would err towards the, this just seems a little too fake for me. Yeah. But then again, I wouldn't know the character, so it'd be hard right. to judge that. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm kind of in the air on that. The putrid smelling air, thanks to vomiting Norrington. <laughs> They're like, are we near a landfill? What's going on over <laughs> here? Or though maybe Tortuga smells like that, just because this is run-of-the-mill oh, it's Tortuga possibility.
0: stuff. It's, I mean, it's possible.
1: They're like, how about we go have a conversation on the floating dock, because it's uh, nice and breezy there. <laughs> and then Norrington comes along and just makes it... Stinky. Stinky, like the rest of Tortuga. Since this and the last minute were a bit of negativity on my part. A little bit. Yeah. I don't want the negativity to shine through. It's rare, but it happens. For the minute anyways. I'm not talking about rogue listeners. Maybe it's time for a list of my favorite things in this minute. Try and clear the, the alcohol air. Clear the air. Yeah, the, the smelliness. Firstly, the mannerisms. The acting of Kieran Davenport is brought home just with some of the facial tics and the mannerisms that are going on. He drives home the absurdity of Elizabeth listening to Jack with, like, some of these eye rolls and things like that. Yeah. And a tilt of the head. Which is good. I like that. Oh, yeah. She contemplates Jack's words before finally responding, too. So she gives it a good connection to the characters Mm -hmm. and, like, thinking it over. So I thought that was good. I don't like the delivery of those lines, except for Norrington. But I do like the mannerisms and how they were acting some of that stuff out. And I also like some of the dialogue. Not all of it, but... Especially when Elizabeth says that she wants most is to save Will. And then Jack responds by saying, finding the chest of Davy Jones. And that's the trickster element that continues to work in this movie. Yeah. Or in this franchise. Jack weaves his plan and again is getting someone to help him by helping them think they are really helping themselves. Yeah. Did that make sense to you? That was circle talking Jack. Yeah. It's like a win-win-win scenario. (laughs) Kind of. I like Jack being a bit superstitious with the compass. Only opening it for a split away. second. He's like showing her and yeah. then closes it up real quick. And then when he does open it in her hands, he then runs away, kind of giving it a buffer zone there.
0: <laughs> he doesn't want to influence it. Exactly.
1: Yeah, he didn't want to have it messed up by his presence there. Or yeah, reading like his desires. It? No. Then okay. influence is better, but I was on a train of thought and you stole my word, so I had to come up with something else. <laughs> but the compass is still his. And this is something that comes up in Dead Men Tell No Tales and how the compass works. So he doesn't actually give it to Elizabeth. He doesn't give it away. He's just letting her borrow, letting it. borrow it in a sense. Lastly, I love the set, the floating dock. And we talked about that the last time. The lighting is great. Sets the time period mood. The amber glows from the torches. They're all yeah. excellent. Yeah. I always love the lighting when it has a flicker and a flame associated with it in these movies. It's always outstanding. It gives a nice... Like glow to everybody. Yeah. That amber glow, as I said.
0: Soft light.
1: Yeah. So that's a nice mood. hmm I like that.
0: I have a question for you.
1: Yes. Announce the question. Since your
0: list is done.
1: My list is you done. You didn't
0: really end your list, you didn't say anything. I just stopped. So, I mean, you know, yeah, I'm really you in just a
1: mood about that. <laughs>
0: Other
1: stuff. How the it? he who shall not be named.
0: <laughs> now Elizabeth wants to find Will. Yeah. Jack wants Elizabeth to find the chess. How easy would it be for Elizabeth? Because the the compass is reading what's inside you. For you to actually go, for you to say, "I want to find the chest," rather than find Will.
1: Yeah, that's a good point, and was something I
0: because deep down to talk inside, about. it's still saying, "I want to find Will."
1: Yeah, I don't think that there's any way that Elizabeth could be sold on this, and maybe this is why it's going so heavy-handed. With Jack trying to convince Elizabeth she needs to want the chest more than she does want to save Will. Yeah. Maybe that's the whole thing behind this weird music, weird dialogue, cadence, all that stuff. Because he does have to sell it to her. Otherwise, it won't work. Right. It will go to Will. Right. And even if I was Jack, I would still think that it's going to go to Will. Exactly. Because there's no way she could not think... In her deep part here, her deepest part of her heart, that she really wants the chest more than she wants to save Will.
0: Right. And this is the reason Jack is having such a hard time with this compass. That's
1: exactly it.
0: So why doesn't he think Elizabeth's going to have a hard time with this compass?
1: That's a good question. I don't know. Because she even if that was the case, it should be spinning for her. Right. Because there's no way that...
0: Because deep down, she, her whole goal is to find Will.
1: That's right. I and no
0: matter what Jack tries to convince her she needs to do, it's still her whole goal is to find Will.
1: Yeah, I think it would be very difficult to do that.
0: Right. And you still, she's still questioning Jack.
1: This is almost like passing a polygraph. Right. And it gets back to Seinfeld when George is trying to help Jerry pass the Seinfeld test, I think. Or the Seinfeld test, Jesus. <laughs> And now we know why we get some of the thing. Yeah, okay. We're not even going to go there. I'm going to put it out of my mind. No more review talk. Anyways, he's trying to pass the polygraph test about if he's ever watched Melrose Place or something like that. I think that's what it was. Kay. Might be. And George gives him the advice because really George can't impart his knowledge on him. Can't train him how to do this. But yeah. he says, it's not a lie if you believe it. That's what's going on here. He's trying to convince Elizabeth. It's not a lie if you believe it kind of thing. Right. But can she? I don't know. I don't think she can.
0: I don't think so either. I don't think it's within her to do that. You know what I mean? Or within anybody.
1: Yeah. Oh, well. Because if you think of of it, if you put it.
0: I mean, really, if you put this into your own way, you would think. You know what I mean? You put yourself in Elizabeth's spot. Find the man you love, or find the chest to find the man you love. What are you going to go for?
1: Well, I'm hoping there'd be riches in that chest. Because, you know, I would opt for both of those things. <laughs> I would probably end up going to the chest, even though I was trying to convince myself I was trying to find the one I love. But I'd still have that inkling of, you know, there might be a lot of gold in that chest. <laughs> It'd be like the Daffy Duck thing. It's just all hopped up on gold.
0: But she also gold believes fever. that... Davy, that that will has been given to Davy Jones. He's his that's possession right. now.
1: That's right. Maybe.
0: So you know, maybe she's maybe she's falling for it because she has to find the chest to save Will.
1: Yeah, maybe that's why she looks like she's buying it, hook, line, and sinker, because she is, and therefore she's kind of changing her tune. Yeah. We'll have to find out next minute. We can't jump ahead if it does work. But even then, we won't really know if it worked. We might. See see some indication of things working but we don't know where it's really pointing to there we go exactly yeah it's hard to believe too that june is almost here yeah that was my transition how was that
0: interesting and we
1: got to work on our transitions damn it
0: (laughs) that's uh, oh we're not going to mention it anymore
1: yeah we're not going to mention anything else the unmentionables just a few days away june it is and if you're in the san francisco bay area or hell anywhere for that matter you just might want to know that there's a Northern California Pirate Festival just around the corner. It's yeah. the first and only event of its kind in the San Francisco Bay Area. Need I say it again? The Northern California Pirate Festival. It's pleased to return to the Vallejo Waterfront for another year of piratical mischief and good times. Yeah. We'll be there, wandering around, enjoying the entertainment and the wares. Sure, we'll pick yep. up a few things. Maybe getting some pirate on the street interviews and comments. Maybe we should finally make good on some of that stuff that we promised in the beginning to rethink if we want to have a listener contest again. Oh, yeah. Maybe we could pick up something there oh. and then have that as a prize. That's a good idea. Yeah, so we'll revisit that again. Yeah, that's Especially a good idea. since I owe Spencer something. At least a <laughs> chance to win again. Not that we would rig any contest. Oh, no, never. Never. But don't tell Spencer that.
0: <laughs>
1: he still thinks he's got it good. But yeah, maybe we'll do that, huh?
0: Yeah, sounds Pick like up something a plan.
1: or a couple things, and we can do an easy-to-do listener contest. Towards
0: the end of the month or something? Yeah, Sounds
1: good. Oh, come on. You know we're procrastinators. Let's just say before the end of the season. Okay, we'll try and do it early on. Something well, for summer. You know, a summer pirate thing. The
0: Pirate Festival is Father's Day weekend. Yeah. Which is mid-June. We could probably do it by the end of the month. We
1: could get our act together. We'll see when it would actually end, because we got to give people time to That's respond true. to this stuff. Yeah. Anyways, tickets are on sale at NorCalPirateFestival.com or at the gate for $12 each. And children 12 and under are free. Bring your kids. Unless you don't have kids. Just don't randomly grab kids and bring them in. Yeah, don't do that either. Pirates of the Caribbean does not endorse uh, making pirates out of random kids that you don't know. Or whatever else legal would want me to say for something like that. Check it out. Saturday, June 16th and Sunday, Father's Day, June 17th. 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. That's 2018 for all you people listening in the way far off future. <laughs> Just don't be showing up on the wrong days and blaming us. That's 2018. Maybe we'll see you there. Like I said, we'll be wandering around. Yep. So that's all I got today. Pirates of the Caribbean and NorCal Pirates. It's a festival. Yep. Festival for the rest of us. That was my other lame attempt at a Seinfeld Festivus reference. Damn it. This is yeah. exactly why. We got to We are not talking about it anymore. We'll be back on Wednesday with Minute 81, of course, of Dead Man's Chest. Until then, Scallywags, let's keep the horn swoggling to a minimum. I'm not even going to get fancy. I'm just going to stick to old school. That's what brought us to the, to the levels that we're at now those, you know, uh, highfalutin, mediocre levels we've strived for. <laughs> and we'll continue to go on from there. You've been listening to the Black Pearl Show, and we appreciate it, Scallywags. <laughs> I know you're still on pirate time and kicking back with the booze but you may have noticed actually who am i kidding the only thing you've noticed lately is the inside of the faithful bride tavern anyways our procrastination has paid off yet again and season two is here and we are willfully unprepared maybe we can distract people with a jack sparrow wave of the hands and send people across that thing called the internet check us out on facebook.com slash pirates of the caribbean minute twitter.com slash men instagram.com slash pearl show soundcloud.com slash pirates of the caribbean that's for best of clips and by all means give us a plug and review on itunes we'd appreciate it mateys oh and let's not forget the facebook cursed crew listeners group for post episode discussions that's actually a lot to remember especially if you're in a foggy haze like heather just go to blackpearlshow.com and everything is there at the click of a button perhaps i should have just said that from the beginning